Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is. It is. It's the Matt Mosley Show. On a Thursday afternoon, John Morris brings us that large audience And then you can see, Aaron, it just builds throughout the afternoon until the avalanche of the 5 o'clock hour hits. Let us hear from you today. We'll talk, I mean, whatever, whatever is on y'all's mind, uh, text in about it. Aaron, I kind of got my mind on Connolly basketball, La Vega basketball. Um, There's some different levels out there, and uh, I'm kind of excited about a lot of this. I've been watching Lorena, seeing kind of what they're up to. Love high school basketball. In fact, tomorrow night I'm uh, planning to be at a uh, 6A playoff game in the Metroplex. It'll be held at where SMU plays. And so love to kind of move around the communities, move around Texas, watching high school basketball. Now, tomorrow night, Aaron, I'll go, I'm going to go see an area matchup uh, involving a uh, the number one player in uh, America for 2024, the number one guard, Trey Johnson. And Baylor wants him. Kansas wants him. University of Texas, Duke, pretty much everybody who's anybody in college basketball wants him. Certain people have chances. Certain people don't. I think Texas had a, a pretty good shot. I don't know what the whole Chris Beard thing has done to that, although Rodney Terry's done a nice job there. Bears uh, have a great relationship with Trey, and, boy, I'd, I would always bet on Scott Drew and his staff in one of these recruiting battles. Now, do I occasionally, Aaron, maybe show up wearing some uh, Bears gear? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. if Is that legal? I think it is. Um that's Aaron. I heard somebody use that line yesterday. It might have been Mike Oresco, American Air, uh, uh, Athletic Conference, and he said NIL stand, stands for now it's legal. <laughs> and I know it's been out there, <laughs> but I just kind of like that. Now it's legal. And uh, <clears throat> some of these things that are happening, um, it's now, it is now legal, and there seems to be kind of a pay for play type deal. Aaron, the streak is over, the losing streak. The uh, Baylor women win last night in Fort Worth. It was a little shaky early. They were down 20-17. to I think it was after the first quarter. I got over there, started kind of getting checked in on the game, and they had a nice little run to start the second quarter, I believe it was, maybe 11-2 run. Asbury was big in the first half. Sarah Andrews came off the bench. And Aaron, you can imagine I don't I didn't see any kind of announcement before the game about that. You know, generally if somebody's sick or something, you know, with basketball, Matt Roberts and David Kay over the years, you know, would, would put out something, hey, so and so's hurt or not playing tonight or sick. There's nothing. There's nothing. Sarah Andrews was not in starting lineup. You're like, oh great, is she hurt? Well, no, she comes into the game. 
and uh, hit some shots and played pretty well off the bench. We find out after the game that she was uh, sick, had a stomach bug, and so had been out of practice for a while, so they decided not to start her, <clears throat> go with the folks that had been in practice. I think Jana Van Guidenbeek had also been sick. They drove up for the game separate of the team, and then uh, Sarah got into the game and, and did her thing. Good win. I don't care if it was against 1-13 TCU. Maybe they're now 1-14. You just needed to win, and they've been battling people, TCU. They beat Kansas State here recently. Aaron, did you see the streak that stopped for TCU? I didn't quite know it had been that bad. Um, It was like a streak of, I want to say like 33 <laughs> 33 conference losses. I mean, I, I, I'm I, all for I like that Reagan Peebly, the coach at TCU. But, Aaron, if you lose as much as she's losing, how do you – how in the world do you keep your job? I mean, they must like her, and hopefully, you know, maybe they're going to get things moving in the right direction. Obviously, it's got to be tough for them to look at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and some of these other schools and go, boom, boom, they flip their program – Kansas has gotten a lot better this year. Iowa State's kind of always good, uh, but that's a that's a tough one, Aaron, to uh, to see that program being like it is. And I got to say, they had one player last night. She hit five threes, and she was knocking stuff down. And so, anyway, Aaron, is that the is that challenge Oregon for the worst? court in america now just the the visual of that <laughs> basketball court i guess what tcu i heard somebody talking about it recently i didn't even understand why they did it and it's supposed to be like frog skin or like snake skin but i guess it would be frog skin for tcu it's kind of supposed to have that look to it aaron does that are you does that pleasing to your eye or does that seem pretty strange to you? I don't like it. Just Aaron, don't like it. Aaron is not a fan of the TCU uh, court. Now, Aaron, what about the Oregon? Now, I think Oregon's the one that has all the trees. And i that's a really weird look, the Oregon basketball court. That's, a, uh, that's an incredibly strange look. Have you seen that one, Aaron? That one I haven't seen. No, I'm about to Google. Okay, it. you probably need to go look at that. That's a uh, that's a bad that's a bad scene. All right, good win for the women last night. I do want to say, Aaron, I, after these games, sometimes after Baylor loses, I can't sit there and as much as I love Jerome Tang, I don't really. I'm like I don't seek that out. Like, oh, I got to go listen to Coach Tang and see what he said. I don't want to hear the winning coach, no matter who it is, no matter how much I like Jerome. But I went back last night, Aaron, and listened to Jerome's postgame from, from the other night. And I got to say, it, it, you, Aaron, you could use his postgame pressers for, like, devotionals. Like, if you, Aaron, I don't know if you do, like, a daily devotional. Some of our listeners do. I would recommend, whether they win or lose, Jerome Tang for your daily devotional. I mean, I, I, I got so much out of that, and 
and I was listening and some of the things he was saying. I mean, I and I, I, I get that, boy, he and Scott are so similar and so close that they, they do sound alike in some respects. But Jerome sounds like more of a pastor. There's just something. He used to be either a youth pastor or a pastor or something like that, kind of a lay minister when he was coaching back in the day. Aaron, I would highly recommend this. I, I just went back last night because the, the loss had worn off a little bit, and I said, I'll see what Jerome had to say. And what the way he talks about his players, the way he talks about, you know, the empathy, um, I'll tell you who it reminds me a little bit. It's, it's a little bit more like Dave Aranda. Aranda has that ability to kind of sometimes get into talking about having empathy for people and all that kind of stuff. That's a little bit what now Jerome's more of a, a bravado. He, he's a guy that would feel comfortable in the pulpit. But he was just so good. And so I, uh, I thought I would bring that up. And if you hadn't had a chance... Uh, you can find that on the YouTube, or just you can find that pretty easily. You can just go to Kansas State. Listen to what he said, because he was talking about his players and some of the adversity they've faced, some of what they've gone through, and what it's been like with that fan base. I just think Jerome has fallen in love with the fan base and that crowd and everything. And he he told it was interesting, Aaron. He said that when Baylor when they became Baylor's third straight loss to open the season, he, while he won, he was glad that he won the game, he actually felt awful for Baylor. And, and I, he kind of, he kind he almost said he cried or something, or maybe he did cry after the game. That was his first trip back to Waco. Now the other night, Aaron, there were no tears coming from Jerome. Part of it was he, he absolutely loved the crowd and the way they were rocking inside the uh, K-State. Now, I'm trying to think how much that place holds, the octagon of doom at Kansas State. I want to say they had around 10,000 in there the other night. That was a great environment. And um, I think Scott, I was listening to what some of the things Scott said the other night too. Aaron, and we had some of it on the air yesterday. I think he's, I think he's really, and Scott's a very optimistic person, but he's about had it with them, them not figuring out what to do on this defense. Um, and, you know, and somebody asked him, and boy, you, Scott's so nice, but somebody was like, well, did you, did you, and it was like, sound like a K-State person. Did you think about trying something else on defense? And Scott kind of looked at him and said, we tried four different defenses. We tried four different defenses and he had a good line. He had, and I've heard other coaches say it, but I kind of like that. He said, "Our best defense is letting Marquise Noel graduate." <laughs> I, something along those lines. Noel and Keontae uh, Johnson were just incredible in that game for K State. Now the Bears have UT on Saturday. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I love this time of year. I love high school basketball playoffs. So tomorrow night I'll be at a game and then uh, in the Metroplex, and then I'll turn around and get back to Waco in time for Baylor versus UT at 1 o'clock. After a trip, of course, Aaron, by Alan Samuels. Got to go see my man Ted Teague and see kind of what do they have on the lot. Got this new Grand Cherokee I've been having my eye on. I've, I drive a 2018 Grand Cherokee. And Aaron, I'm getting ready to turn that over to my daughter. My daughter will soon be driving. And so that will be 
her car. And so I've been kind of looking around, seeing what I could find. And, uh, boy, great to uh, – I'll be out there on the lot. Aaron, do you, I, do you think Ted Teague might put me to work Saturday and I could kind of be kind of moving around the lot, maybe move a few vehicles? Do you think I could do that? Do you think I could perhaps uh, maybe move a couple of vehicles Saturday? Oh, absolutely. I think if you didn't get into radio – Selling cars would have been your kind of your calling. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Aaron. I think no, you it's it's a compliment. That yeah, I think compliment. you would be a great okay. salesman. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't tell the way you were approaching that, but if you're comparing me to a guy like Ted Teague or some of my other friends, my car dealers, Jim Turner's a great friend. And Jim owns it. Now Jim's not out there working the lot. Derek uh, does a good job. Derek Scott. If you're comparing compare me to those folks. Uh, Richard Goff and those kinds of people, then I'm okay with it because I like all those people a lot. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, we're trying out a new guest at 5 o'clock today. All right, so let's – and I want you to be real nice to him, Aaron, when you call him, okay? (laughs) Not that you're not nice to most of our guests, but Parker Ream. Parker Ream, Fox 44. This is a guy – he's got a lot of great energy – he was at the Baylor TCU game last night. I got a kick out of because I think it was Parker. I like how he asks questions. He's not afraid to ask questions, and sometimes he'll say something that makes me laugh. And last night, he was talking about the Iowa State game, and he said something along the lines to to the to Bella. He was like, "I know that was tough taking that L the other night." And for some reason, it made it made Fauntleroy and Nikki Collin laugh because I think it was just so. It was so upfront, and I was okay with it. But it just it got me, and I honestly at that moment I said, "Hey, that's who I want to get on the air today." Parker Reem. He also he and Eric do a great job on uh, boy. And you had Curtis, Curtis. Aaron was Curtis not? I mean, his mastery of local high school basketball. Aaron is there? I mean, we got if we were going to rank them, we got to put Curtis up there pretty high. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. He knows his stuff when it comes to Central Texas high school sports. I mean, Aaron, I lean on you a lot in football on that, but, boy, basketball, we got to kind of go to Curtis. And part of it is because I think when he's doing those interviews, Aaron, he puts on his referee jersey just to get kind of in that mindset. Uh, Curtis has his referee card. And, of course, he's busy covering all this stuff, but he also is an official. Well, I don't know, Aaron, is there any amount of money they could pay us to get us out there to officiate? Maybe, maybe. I think, what would it take, Aaron, to get you out there? Um, you don't have to answer that, Aaron. For me, I to, and to take all that hollering and the coaches screaming at me and the fans and the mobs, $1,500, I would do it. 1500 bucks per game. I would consider it. I just don't think anything under that, Aaron. Aaron, is that about the price you would put on it, or would you do it for a little lower? <laughs> I'd do it a little lower. I don't. I've worked as a bartender for a little Ooh. over a decade, so I'm used to people oh. yelling obscenities at me. Wow. Although, Aaron, on the very few times we've gotten worked up at each other, I mean, you'll kind of come back. I mean, you kind of do, and then you're kind of. I mean, that may have been how you were as a bartender. Then you'll calm it down. You'll you'll quickly kind of calm it down. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. 
Even when I'm completely sober, Aaron, I can be a little bit unruly, like some guy you probably faced at the bar. It's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, what time was the, like, when would people get the most unruly? Would it be around, like, midnight or last call? Or did it really not, was there not a specific time when, when, when people would get fired up at you? Yeah, it was usually late. And like between midnight and last call, somewhere around in there, that was usually when most of the problems happened. And it might happen when you, if you had to take a stand and go, no, I'm sorry, we, you've had your last one, because what they have those dram shop laws and yes. all that kind of stuff. So Aaron, you had to kind of be, you had to watch people. It's not like if you, you know, you could just keep serving somebody and over. That would, to me, that would be the hardest thing about being a bartender. Would be knowing. You know, you say it's a huge, busy night, and you're slinging a ton of drinks. How are you supposed to kind of, in the back of your mind, know what level everybody, where everybody is, and how many they've had? Aaron, did you almost have to keep a running count in your mind, no matter how many people you were serving? Absolutely. And you're you're right. I would say probably 75% of the problems I had was from cutting people off. It is never fun because nobody ever thinks that they're, they've had too much to drink or they're getting to the point where they're going to have had too much to drink pretty quick. And so it, it usually, it you usually wasn't done, fun. Aaron, you could have done that thing that they do now where they encourage people to drink water. Have you noticed those ads? You could have been, you know, you could have you <laughs> just said, hey, well, how, how, why don't you have some water? Or, or just hand them a cheeseburger. I mean, I think that probably would help some of those folks. You know, like, hey, you need something to kind of counteract this. Uh, all right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. I'll give Aaron some more bartending tips <laughs> as the show unfolds today. Uh, we've got a lot to get to and a lot of interesting stuff. Next, though, some some interesting NFL news that broke today on probably the quarterback story of the offseason. That is next. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Maya Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash TexasOrtho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women end a four-game losing streak in Fort Worth beating TCU 67-57. The Bears will host Texas Tech on Saturday. Other games in the Big 12 last night, Oklahoma beat Iowa State 73-68. Kansas State over Kansas 63-45. And Texas Tech beat West Virginia 69-68 in double overtime. Cowboys have added a kicker to their roster, Tristan Vecino for a second chance with the Cowboys. He was signed as a futures deal in 2020 before being cut in April. Cowboys have named Scott Tolzien as the quarterback coach. Baylor coach the show tonight live from Rudy's at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. NBA is back in action tonight after the All-Star break. Dallas Mavericks will host the San Antonio Spurs 7.30 tip-off in the AAC. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Oh, I hated to interrupt that. 
part there. Uh, and uh, good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. And um, this is the uh, day at some point. you got to keep listening because we'll do the schmaltz's trivia question later in the program today. We usually... We have a large audience throughout the show. It really seems to peak around 525-25. Aaron, remind me, and I'll roll out the Schmaltz's trivia question. After we have Parker Ream on from Fox 44 at, um, at 5 o'clock today, and I will, uh, I will get into all of that. We got some NFL to get into, and I want to let you hear something about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron uh, Sexton's favorite story is Aaron Rodgers coming out of the <laughs> period of darkness. And uh, Aaron, I hear you laughing. Let's see here. Um, and we got. <laughs> see, I don't mind this. To me, that was a funny, weird, interesting story. And in fact, the big headline on NF on ESPN.com right now is out of the darkness. Rogers exits Oregon facility. <laughs> Doesn't it almost sound like Aaron when they say that? It's like, uh, it sounds kind of like rehab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Aaron, they also have a, a headline here inside the Hobbit like structure where Aaron Rogers went to recharge. All right. All right. Um, I. Aaron, I, I do not know. I kind of like this. It's a uh, uh, it, he has openly discussed his affinity for retreats, yoga, meditation retreats, silent meditation retreats, uh, and then this one is a four night darkness retreat. And Rogers recently said, "I think we could all use a dose of turning our phones off once in a while and unplugging from society." Some people don't want to do a few days and nights of darkness, and that's fine. Now, I'm not opposed to that. I think he may be on to something. Turn those phones off. Get in the dark. He completed his darkness retreat, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, I promise I'm not trying to torture you. Aaron, when I got on the phone with him earlier today, was not he was he did not like this story. And I I kinda I kinda enjoy that Rodgers went into the dark. I think Aaron is sick of Aaron Rodgers, and I understand that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 39, completed his darkness retreat at the Sky Cave on Wednesday, according to Scott Berman, who owns a facility on hundreds of acres of forested land in southern Oregon. <laughs> the quarterback, he said, before entering the retreat, he said he was hoping to, quote, have a better sense of where I am in my life. Berman said the room in which Rogers spent his time is a partially underground hobbit-like structure with 300 square feet of, of space, devoid of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-like mat on the floor. It is fully powered, so at any point the lights can be turned on from inside the room. The retreat has three dark rooms in his book for the next 18 months, Berman said, with a wait list in the hundreds. Aaron, you think when Aaron Rodgers calls up, they're like, all right, we think we think we could find a spot for you. We think we could open something up. Can you imagine them calling somebody? Now, this has the spiritual practice thousands of years old with origins throughout India, China, and Tibet. The Sky Cave website traces the roots of darkness retreats to various ancient practices and rituals. Some medical benefits are possible. 
Aaron, I asked the question, and I still, it's still out there. Is there anything in Central Texas kind of like this? I brought up that Turkish bathhouse over Pivo. That's a great bar and restaurant over there, downtown Waco. They, but I don't think it's really like a, a darkness retreat. Who, who has the most like a darkness retreat? I guess, Aaron, if you went and got a massage somewhere in Waco, then they would that you could turn off the lights, get that weird music playing, the Yanni or whatever, and then they just kind of go to you go to town, you know, and and, and uh, work on your back, neck. I always need my neck worked on after the broken neck. Um, tell me the place that's the closest to this. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty in Central Texas. Text it to us. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Aaron, wrong answers only. <laughs> I already know our audience, like they're going to say some weird stuff. That's okay. That's fine. I want to know where I could go uh, for some kind of darkness retreat. Now, Aaron, there was interesting news on Aaron Rodgers about his future today. And Jeff Darlington's a great longtime friend of mine. He's at ESPN. And Jeff had some things to say about Aaron Rodgers. Of course, what his situation right now is with the Packers. Now, Aaron, what have we been hearing about Aaron Rodgers? The Packers are sick of him. He's probably not going to be back. We've been hearing this thing about the Jets. Then the other day, Aaron, the Jets, Diana Rossini reported that the Jets have told uh, Carr, <laughs> David Carr, that, wait, David, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Because David is his older brother, right? Uh, they've told Derek Carr that they think he will be, if if he comes there, they, they see him as being a first ballot Hall of Famer type. Aaron, did you hear that and just go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Is there some thought, Aaron, that the Jets could just put such greatness around him that he that he'll end up as a Hall of Famer? I guess the thought is Kurt Warner did not really become Kurt Warner until pretty late in his career, and now Kurt Warner is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, if not, if I'm not mistaken. Aaron, when you heard that report the other day, did you think that was strange? Not really. It's kind of – I mean, you'll, you'll tell a quarterback anything to get him to sign. I don't, I don't blame him for that. I don't think it's true, but it's I, a think, laugh. I think with I the weapons they have, it would be a huge upgrade. I can't believe with the – they could say that with a straight face. Come here, we we think you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, all that stuff was just kind of strange to me. To me, that feels a little over the top and forced. Um, but this is on for ESPN's first take. This is Jeff Darlington talking about Aaron Rodgers' future. And this kind of grabbed my attention. Listen in on this. I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source, who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks Mm. at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. There's another bit of information And that is the impeccably sourced uh, report from Diana Rossini talking about that the Jets told Derek Carr in his meeting that they believe that with the Jets, he will be a Hall of Famer. Okay, 
if that's not just total BS, if they're just not trying to inflate him, which maybe that is the case, go sign Derek Carr right now. You're potentially waiting on a guy in Aaron Rodgers who might or might not be available when you have a guy who was just in your building who you believe will be a Hall of Fame quarterback as a New York Jets player. Yeah. What yeah. are you waiting on? Sign Derek Carr right now if you believe that. Yeah, it's, it is interesting, and that's really one of the first reports we've heard recently that, that is a path for Aaron Rodgers to go back to the Packers. We had heard reports they thought he came in uh, out of shape this year. Um, he apparently changes the plays. Aaron, I forget who was saying this the other day. They said he changes the plays a third of the time. <laughs> He's still there changing. Again, they quarterbacks can audible and do what they want, but, I mean, I think, I think doing it a third of the time seems like quite a bit. And I think Aaron Rodgers always believes he's the smartest man in any room. And so that uh, that is going to take place. So I I think the Packers would like to move on. I think the problem for the Packers is, Aaron, I don't you know how you kind of thought and they were they were excited about Aaron, a young Aaron Rodgers replacing Favre. And they thought they had something and they'd seen enough to think, okay, we, we can do this. The reason they're not just whole hog, let's please move on here, is I just don't know. I still don't know if we if we have a great read on what Jordan Love is. I mean, Aaron, do you do you see it, it right now? If you looked at his future, do you think it's fifty fifty at best? That he's a, I'm not even talking about elite top five quarterback, but let's just say top 15 serviceable NFL quarterback. Is it 50-50 that he's that guy and that he's the, he's the Packers quarterback five years from now? Um, or, or is that too pessimistic? Do you, do you kind of think, hey, I think Jordan Love has a great shot of functioning well there in Green Bay? No, I think that's about right. He played terrible against the defense against the Chiefs uh, the year before last. He played better this year in some, uh, in some spots when, when he actually got on the field. But I don't think he's – he hasn't shown me anything super impressive. He hadn't looked terrible, but like you said, he looks like he could be a serviceable NFL quarterback at times. All right, Aaron, did you watch any of the XFL last weekend? I did not. I just can't get into spring football. <laughs> I've tried every I, iteration, and now I just skip it. Like USFL, yeah. XFL. If it's not NFL, college, or high school, I just can't watch. Like some of the rules, and Aaron, I think we need to get into it a little bit. Have you noticed Game Time, our seven to nine program? Some of these guests they've had lately: Wade Phillips, Bob Stoops. I mean, we had Stoops on with. You know, Baylor a couple of years ago or recorded something with Stoops, but my goodness. I mean, these are great guests that Ward and Tom and Ryan, Ryan Fox. I think Ryan Fox may be plugged into the old XFL. Aaron, that's what I'm sensing. Ryan Fox has uh, has fallen in love with the XFL. Now, I kind of like the XFL from a few, uh, several years ago when they had like, he hate me. That, do you remember that player, Aaron? I thought that was a full Vince McMahon type production. And now this is to me this is like more a little bit more like the USFL. This is the 
this is the real deal, other than tricking it up through some weirdness with the kickoffs and everything. Now, I, I do like the kickoffs, and I like being able to go choose to go for two or go for it um, fourth and 15 from, like, your own 20. Those are good rules. That Like, that stuff needs to be thought of at the NFL level. So I do that, – that does tempt me to watch this. Aaron, in other news, uh, some NFL news, the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, um, you know, he had his opening news conference. He's the offensive coordinator at Washington. It's so weird because he's been great with the Chiefs. We never know for sure when Andy's calling the plays and when he's calling the plays. But for whatever reason, he just has not. He's interviewed to be a head coach, but he's not gotten any opportunities. And Washington hired Bieniemy to rejuvenate an offense that struggled in Coach Ron Rivera's first three seasons. Here's what Bieniemy had to say today. Being a head coach right now is not in my thought process. What I'm focused on is being the best coach today. Everything else will take care of itself. I live in the moment. Right now, my feet are planted here. That's the best way you can be. I don't understand it. I don't know why guys had that kind of success. Aaron, I mean, <laughs> there's just something we don't know. There's something we don't know. And it's not even I'm not even saying it's about race. I mean, at some point, if you're an offense coordinator with Pat Mah- Patrick Mahomes and you have this kind of sustained greatness, you got to get a chance to be a head coach somewhere. So it doesn't make sense, but I like his attitude. I like his attitude. I, I just think he's he and he gets to go somewhere and truly be the play caller. And, you know, if he succeeds and, and Washington gets it rolling, then surely he'll get to go be a head coach because at this point there's really there's 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 no great explanation for any of this. Okay, five o'clock today. Fox forty four's Parker Ream. And I want to do some high school basketball. I want to do some college basketball with him. And um and Parker comes from the army uh of uh Mizzou journalism students. What is that thing called? It's like some famous one of the most famous writers, uh, Gay Talese, came out of, I think, the Mizzou School of Journalism. It's a big one. There's one at Northwestern they're very proud of. Uh, and then uh, the Cronkite School of Journalism, I believe that one's at Arizona State. That's what Lively went to. Uh, Aaron, I mean, I do like that about our local TV people. They go in there and hire people from all these great journalism schools. So I'm okay with that. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time. 68 and 94 last year, talking about the Rangers. What is a realistic goal for this year? 75 wins or a winning season? If they're not in the American League West race and winning the championship, it's a bad year. They're not going to win the championship. And if they do, would you like to repeat what you just told Ryan and I? I didn't. I mean, if they win 100 games. Yes, 100 games. I'll run down Bagby naked. They ain't going to do it. <laughs> Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. 
Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Elberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Elberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women end a four-game losing streak in Fort Worth beating TCU 67-57. The Bears will host Texas Tech on Saturday. Other games in the Big 12 last night, Oklahoma beat Iowa State 73-68. Kansas State over Kansas 63-45. And Texas Tech beat West Virginia 69-68 in double overtime. Cowboys have added a kicker to their roster, Tristan Vecino for a second chance with the Cowboys. He was signed as a futures deal in 2020 before being cut in April. Cowboys have named Scott Tolzien as the quarterback coach. Baylor coaches show tonight live from Rudy's at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. NBA is back in action tonight after the All-Star break. Dallas Mavericks will host the San Antonio Spurs, 7.30 tip-off in the AAC. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. On his Matt Mosley. What a day. Uh, we got some uh, high school, college basketball all coming up, 5 o'clock. Parker Ream makes his debut on the Mosley Show. I hope Parker's, uh, he's in the green room right now preparing. Actually, he was assigned... That, those Fox guys, man, they'll put them all over the state. They got to go represent a network. He was off at some private school game earlier today. He'll be leaving the gymnasium 
of the arena there at about 5 o'clock, and we'll talk some, uh, we'll catch up with Parker, see what's on his mind uh, today. Aaron, what is on your mind when it comes to the world of college athletics, college football, and, of course, college hoops? Where, where do we start today? We will start with the ongoing Brandon Miller and Alabama basketball saga. A day after Tuscaloosa, police testified he brought a now former teammate, the handgun used to kill a woman in January. Alabama star freshman Brandon Miller scored a career-high 41 points, including a game-winning layup in the second overtime of the game as the number 2 Crimson Tide outlasted South Carolina 78-76 last night. About three and a half hours before tip, Alabama announced that Miller would play, calling him, quote, an active member of our team. Miller had his game, which was a an Alabama freshman record, despite hearing boos from the Colonial Life Arena crowd when he touched the ball. Members of the student section chanted, lock him up and guilty several times as Miller played. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, if you get um, accused of something like that, then... Uh, I think um, lock him up can be expected from a student section. Quite honestly, they could have come up with worse. So uh, it's uh, that's a weird deal. And I know there are some people out there thinking, why are you playing him right now? But, I, you know, I think their take is he's, well, you know, he hadn't been arrested, hadn't been accused of, um, you know, basically they're saying even the law enforcement says there's nothing to arrest him for. We don't know what we would charge him for. Yeah, which is odd because basically they said, "Hey, bring me, bring me the gun." And now I guess I would think if he knew some kind of situation and knew they'd been in a fight, I, I just don't know what he knew and what they told him. And you know, it's a great lesson, Aaron. If somebody just says, "Hey, bring me my gun," you probably ought to start asking some questions. Especially if you're like a college athlete and and one of your teammates calls up and says, hey, bring me, the, me my gun. I mean, like, I don't think the proper thing is just to say, okay, cool, I'll, I'll go grab it. I'll go get the gun. Aaron, remind me, where was Brandon Miller? Like, where did he even go get the gun? I mean, these guys were teammates. I don't know if they were roommates or whatever. Um, I don't know. Does it seem like from reading this story, Aaron, that the teammate, I think his name's Darius, um, that this was, in fact, his gun that was used? And, again, he's saying it was the other person, not the team member, who pulled the trigger. But, of course, he was in the car when it happened. This happened on the strip there in Tuscaloosa. Just an awful thing. And a young mother um, was, was shot and killed. Um, and, of course, they're up on uh, murder charges. Aaron, does it say, like, who actually owned this gun? It was his teammate's gun. So it's Darius's gun. He just simply said, hey, I need you to go bring, uh, bring me my gun. Uh, f- yes, from everything I've read, that's, yeah. that's pretty much exactly what happened. Can you imagine, I mean, I... I I don't, I don't want to, you know, obviously with what happened, basketball should be secondary. But, Aaron, the fans chanting that and all the stuff swirling around after you, and you've heard this all day, and your, your coach has gotten in trouble for saying some dumb things at a news conference, and you go score 41 as a true freshman. I mean, it's kind of wild. I looked at that last night. That game went to overtime. But, 
I mean, the only reason Alabama was able to win that game is because of this guy, because of this freshman. And along with Keontae George, I mean, he's one of the greatest freshmen in the country, and now he has this swirling around about him. Aaron, what would it take to get this man off the court? I mean, I think they're going to have to charge him with something because I don't think Alabama is going to take him out of the lineup. So Coach Oates apologized again last night for some of his weird comments and not reading the room and not being sensitive enough. But uh, I think they're going to keep on going, and I think, Aaron, Alabama will probably end up being a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's what it looks like from all the projections that I've seen. That they will be, that right now I think they would be a one seed and maybe the top seed in the tournament. It would be close wow. between them and Houston. I think, I think uh, Kansas would have to lose its final, what, three or four games to lose the number one overall seed. I feel like they've handed it to Bill Self already. After an eight and four season, the University of Texas System Board of Regents will approve contract extensions for eight Longhorn football coordinators and assistants this week, according to the Houston Chronicle. The board is scheduled to meet today. One-year extensions will be given to co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach Jeff Choate, running backs coach Tashard Choi, safeties coach Blake Gideon, passing game coordinator Terry Joseph, and three other assistants will all receive raises. Meanwhile, offense coordinator and offensive line coach Kyle Flood will receive a two-year contract extension after the Longhorns' outstanding eight and five season last year. Oh, here we go, Aaron <laughs> taking his. I, I almost got shots. through it without taking a shot. Yeah, and you I just sounded, do it. you sound like such a newsman when you're reading this stuff, and then you kind of interjected something there, which I'm uh, fine with. One one name you didn't mention. What about Gary Patterson? He, well, Gary Patterson. What's the what's the latest on him? He wasn't mentioned in the article. That was actually the first name I looked for, and he, he did not apparently receive another a contract extension. That may be his choosing. He may be looking for head coaching job. I don't know. Spotted on University Park. Drive out there in, in Waco, Aaron. Gary Gary was hanging out right over there by the football. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Get Gary involved with Baylor. I mean, all our heads would explode. That would be, I would be for it. That would be fun. But um, apparently there's still too much animosity toward Gary Patterson, and I don't think Baylor would do that, although Aranda, I think, has huge respect for him and loves Gary Patterson. But I think kind of understands, Aaron, that would not play that well with the fan base. How much of the fan base would be upset, Aaron? 80%, 90%? I think there'd be about 10% that would be kind of okay with it. Like, this guy's a legend. He's a legendary defensive coach. If you bring him in as an analyst at Baylor, that sounds kind of fun. I may be, over, I may be overdoing that. I bet, I bet 20% of Baylor fans would be okay with it. I was about to say, would, I think it's probably higher. I, I would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would you be? Let's put it out there to our people. 254-662-1660. That's the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Would you be okay as a Baylor fan or Baylor observer, or whatever you feel about Baylor, um, with Gary Patterson coming in as like a defensive analyst? I don't even know if there's one open. But if Gary wanted to come in, I think Aranda might be open to something like that. 
And don't anybody run with this and say, oh, Mosley's saying foul. I'm not saying anything's happening. I'm just wondering what Baylor people would think about that. Let us know your answer on that. Thumbs up or thumbs down. 254-662-1660. That is the CNC Collision Center text line. I keep that open for text messages. I, we're always clearing. we gotta, we got to kind of like with phone lines, we're going to clear the lines, but we always keep that open. Uh, for people to text us, all right? And I uh, would love to hear from you on that. Aaron, what else do you have, sir? As I get ready to enter the Big 12 next year, Cincinnati will do so with a new offensive coordinator, their second one in the last few weeks. Cincinnati is hiring Virginia Tech assistant Brad Glenn as their new offensive coordinator. He replaces Tom Manning. Glenn served as Virginia's Virginia Tech's quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator last year. Manning, the former Iowa State offensive coordinator, who last month joined new Cincinnati coach Scott Satterfield's staff, leaving to become the Indianapolis coach Colts tight ends coach, according to a source. Manning coached the Colts tight ends in 2018 before returning to Iowa State. And I mentioned that for a few reasons, but I was going to ask you, all your years of covering college and pro football, is which one's a better job, offensive coordinator at Cincinnati or tight ends coach for an NFL team? Wait, did you say who? You said Tom Manning. When was he at? When was he at Iowa State? I thought this was the. I thought because I feel like the. See, Iowa State, I guess, has the well-known defensive coordinator. I guess it is that. Um, but you're saying would it be a tight ends coach? I mean, generally, you would think being a coordinator in college football. Um, is going to be more money um, and more prestige and more of an opportunity to move into something else than being a tight ends coach, although you just never know. I mean, the NFL, the, these days, somebody can get become a hot name, and even from as a quarterback's coach or a tight ends coach, maybe they can move. I, I, would, I would lean toward offensive coordinator. This guy, Aaron, you said was coming from. He's coming from Cincinnati. No, he's going to Cincinnati from Virginia Tech. Manning was there for all of a month and then left to take the Colts' tight end job. Uh, you ask about his time at Iowa State. He had been the offensive coordinator at Iowa State the last three years. Which, yeah, being a Big Twelve fan and following them pretty close since they're in the conference with Baylor, not exactly a gold star on your resume i wouldn't think they didn't well they had a lot of trouble scoring points last year yeah but they had those great tight ends you remember that and they had Brees hall and, and at one point i mean they they've had some great players on and they've had some really good receivers but you're right that that's a that's a very interesting one to uh work through uh as uh as that coach ends up with uh with the colts all right uh aaron who else uh what else do you have we'll get we got time for one more if you got one we do. Michigan star running back Blake Corum will miss spring practice, which begins this week, but is on track to return at full strength in June. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh said today Corum was a Heisman Trophy contender before injuring his left knee November 19th against Illinois. He played briefly the following week against Ohio State before electing to undergo surgery. He rushed for 1,463 yards and 18 touchdowns before the injury 
Interested to see that, see what he, how he comes back. He was a great player. Michigan went on to have an incredible season. It ended against the Frogs. Good player. And that, and that, that, that kind of remind, you know, makes me think of the Baylor stable of running backs right now. You know, we had the, uh, the, the new running backs coach on recently, had a great conversation with him. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this new running backs coach because I love the previous one. But this, but this, this really, his approach to it is it interests me, and um, and I, I think this is going to be. I think there. I think we're going to be very pleasantly surprised at kind of where this whole thing goes. And again, Juice was great. And I think Texas Tech has made a a really good hire here. But I think Baylor was able to shift. And also make a great hire. So anyway, Aaron, that I, I know you're thinking. Well, why is Mosley talking about Baylor running backs? But the the uh, quorum reminded me of the Baylor running backs and this new running back coming from Oklahoma State to the Bears. I think that's a. Uh, I think the Bears were sneaky good in the transfer portal. In fact, I would say if you had a top twenty, uh, who had the best classes, Bears should probably be on there. I don't know how high, but I would just say with. Uh, with the Arkansas receiver, the Oklahoma State, the uh, uh, running back, the two guys, the two linemen from BYU, and then Sawyer Robertson from uh, from Mississippi State. I, I think the Bears, and then I like that guy from Liberty a lot. Um, what is that guy's name, Aaron? Mike? Anyway, I like I, I really like him, um, the, uh, the linebacker that came from Liberty. Okay, I wanted to give our man time to get out to his car. He's leaving a, a basketball gym where they were having like a playoff game. He had to go get some footage out there, and then he's got to. He'll be on the road vi- visiting with us. Parker Ream, Fox Forty Four, joins us next. Keep up with Baylor Bear softball on ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. 
Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, My Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Parker Ream joining us now over from Fox 44. One of our uh, Mizzou graduates. My gosh. MID, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Didn't y'all have a big win? Didn't... uh, didn't Mizzou have a nice win over the uh, oh just in the past couple of days or something in the SEC the uh, the yeah, Mizzou men uh, a big win against Mississippi State in in overtime uh, they had a chance to win it in regulation but uh, still still gutted it out uh, with a three pointer uh, with about thirty seconds left so that's that's a big win 20, 20 win season for for Mizzou this year. Okay, so you were raised, Parker, in Wisconsin, um, and yes, I, I'm familiar with Burlington. Obviously, I've spent time in Milwaukee and Green Bay and been up there, several Packers games, all that kind of stuff. Um, where in Wisconsin did you grow up, and were you a, uh, were you a Packers fan? Yeah, yep. Uh, my family kind of raised me that way. Uh, I was actually born in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, uh, okay. so a big, big Florida state guy, but, uh, um, you know, Wisconsin area, I'm from Milwaukee, a little suburb outside of there, uh, called Franklin. Um, so overall just a Milwaukee sports fan, uh, but obviously, uh, go pack go, you know, for, for all those guys out there. Have you ever been to a darkness retreat? 
Have you ever just no. been able to? No, I have to, not. That's uh-huh. not a, a typical Wisconsinite kind of thing to do. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'll have to see what what uh, A Rod has to has to say about it, and maybe maybe if he says good things, I'll I'll try it out. <laughs> they said it was a Hobbit-like structure. I mean, are you, did you read The Hobbit as a child? Have you seen all those Lord of the Ring movies? I mean, yeah. do you would that freak you out to have to stay in a submerged that's that's a cave-like setting apparently. Um as you know, in a 300 square feet there's a queen-size bed in there. You think they would get a a king size there for Aaron. Right. Um three suites at this place. Apparently it's booked all year round, booked out for about 18 months. I mean, I honestly this sounds, I think this could catch on. And in fact, the more I talk about this, the more I think I'm going to start a darkness retreat in, in the wake of the greater Waco area, somewhere in central Texas. I think like Salado needs a good darkness retreat. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you could uh, coordinate with Chip and Joanna Gaines, maybe kind of like a silo kind of uh, design to the, the Hobbit-like structure. Yeah. Uh, and- and really make a fortune on that. Uh, that might that might be your side hustle, man. Yeah, I probably won't get involved with them, but I uh, appreciate the idea. Now, I, I am interested. You were out there at the, uh, man, with, with Coach Moore. Is that not exciting to see the, uh, the, the, I mean, that game the other day, that has ignited the attention around that program, and it was kind of a bad weekend for Baylor Athletics, and then for that to happen Sunday, um, and, and I was reading some of what you were saying, and Glenn was quoted saying something about, you know, the buzz is real, and the buzz is based on what's happening on the field. Um, to me, this is why you stick with a guy like Glenn Moore, who's had great success. You know, they, they obviously the program had kind of fallen on a little bit of hard times there for a couple of years. This is why you kind of stick with somebody through that. Um, what was it like being around, uh, the you know, Coach Moore, uh, and, and then, and then just that whole scene out there, Parker, because you've been, you've been kind of following this thing and, and getting a feel for the aftermath of that huge win. Yeah, Matt, uh, obviously the softball, softball team, uh, baseball was actually going on that same day, uh, when they upset Oklahoma, but there was, there was no way that I was leaving that game just on the sure power that Oklahoma has. I mean, that game could have changed at any instant. I think, uh, but I think the buzz around the softball program has really picked up because Baylor's kind of showing that they do belong in that big 12 race uh, and, you know, picked fourth to in the preseason uh, by big 12 coaches. But, you know, what they showed against the Sooners on the weekend was just something like, you know, you could, you could sense that this is a team that, is not going to back down even to the best in the country. And, and they really showed that. And I think just getting the sense from coach Moore, you know, obviously the, the, the tough times that they've had, that's, that's in the past right now because they're focused on the present and they're really showing it this year. Dari Orm. How do you like that? I mean, that is big time pitching out there. They got a big time hitter. Who was the what was the big shot from the other day? The the uh, transfer from SFA, Shaylon, uh yeah. I believe is her Shailen name. Yep. Shaylon Govan. 
I mean, how cool was that to see her kind of come around first base? And that happened fairly early in the game, but it was such a huge moment for the fan base and everybody. So uh, I, I like that. Parker, keep hanging out out there at the ballpark. You, you know, you're making good things happen. Parker Ream from Fox 44. Now, what did you make happen in the press conference um, last night? You traveled to Fort Worth to watch Baylor TCU. Was that... Was that your voice I heard asking about the L they took the other day from uh, <laughs> yeah. from Iowa yeah, State? Nikki, uh, Nikki Collin did not uh, not appreciate that. Uh, I think it brought up some bad memories from that from that double OT loss. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll work on the phrasing a little bit next time. <laughs> I think you you said it in a pretty good natured way, but you you did say. And I think Fauntleroy got tickled by it. She was kind of laughing. You say, well, you took that, Bella, when y'all took that L the other day. <laughs> yeah, she, she kind of gave Nikki a little bit of a nudge, and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, Coach. But uh, sometimes you got to call it how it is. Um, okay. Yeah. That that was got to be that was rough uh, to be down to TCU twenty to seventeen on the hills of the four straight losses. Uh, I would I would have to say Parker, as you're covering that one and looking down there at the bench, there's some tightness, and maybe they didn't, and they responded really well in the second quarter. But man, I got to say, I immediately I, I forget what I was in the middle of, but I said I got to get over here because I just thought, well, even though they've lost some games, they're gonna. They're going to, you know, roll over TCU. And, boy, they weren't. And I started to get a little bit worried. And then I saw that Sarah Andrews wasn't starting. And I bet your ears were perked up at, at that news as well. What was that like kind of in the arena and, and shooting that and then kind of looking over at the bench when Baylor was down early in that game? Yeah, I think, I think and, and obviously uh, on our, on our post-game live shots, we talked a little bit about how – how the mood was after the win. And it almost seems like they were relieved to get that weight off of their shoulders, you know, four straight losses for theirs really, I think took a toll on them and, and a couple of really close losses. Obviously that, that Oklahoma loss in overtime was just absolutely devastating for the bears to give that up, uh, give up that lead. And then the double OT loss to Iowa state, it just seems like this one, was a major must win. And I asked that actually to Bella, who said that, you know, every win is, is critical in this league. But when I, when I said must win, you could see Nikki Collin kind of nod her head. Like, yes, this, this was a big win for our confidence. And and she even alluded to it also just kind of saying, you know, losing, (laughs) losing sucks. That's how she put it. Losing sucks Mm -hmm. and winning is better. And, you know, there's really no other way to put it. Uh, it's just a big, big time for those Bears to kind of get back on track and get back in the win column. At least we're used to, uh, uh, you know, hearing language from uh, the women's coach at Baylor over the years. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't too shocking to uh, Baylor women's fans. But I, I like the honesty. I like I like how she phrased that. I was fine. And I like how you phrased your question. I do not want you to back off and you got to kind of inject your personality. You're a TV guy. You're an anchor. You yeah. and Eric are on TV. It's okay to have some personalities. So don't. I don't want you to stop doing that. Now, what you're into this high school basketball right now, and you're even feeling you were helping another affiliate today, um, and it was it was this Grace Community School, I think maybe out of the Tyler area, perhaps. Um, yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> you tweeted something about that. One of the teams only made two field goals. 
it the was whole the first half that that we were oh. that we were covering for him. Uh, so yeah. sadly, they uh, they might not have a ton of highlights tonight. Oh man. I hope you could send them something. But that was good of you to get over there and do that. I think that was over at university. Now, Parker, give me the rundown. Who are you excited about of our local schools right now? Now, the boys' basketball is always about a week behind the girls. So the girls are obviously in those uh, region. You know, they're they're at regionals now. Um, and La Vega is just a – I mean, they're a monster, but they're about to run into a tough outfit. Uh, bring us up to date. I know Conley is a team – you know, you're keeping an eye on. But let's start with La Vega. I mean, because I know you've gotten to, to, you know, you've you've got to see them in person. Is, is this, they're, and they're always really good, is this maybe even a better version? Yeah, I think this is, historically, obviously, you look at, at the program and, and know that they are a top-seeded program in Texas. But this just, it feels like this team is, just unstoppable from how they're dominating. I mean, these are postseason teams that have proved throughout the regular season that they aren't backing down to anybody. But then you see the final score of these first few rounds, you know, 120 to 30 to something. And, and La Vega's just constantly running over these opponents. Um, I, I think it's, I, I know it's too early to, to call maybe a, a state title run for them, but it seems like anything short of that for the for the Lady Pirates is just going to be, you know, a letdown this year. Okay, and then you had mentioned there was one of our local high schools that had gone maybe farther than any of their uh, teams had done in the past. Who is that? And, and give me a couple of these other teams that, you're, that you've enjoyed watching uh, here in the, in the last week or so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around Connolly High School, both the boys and the girls. on On the boys' side, it's it's essentially the whole the whole football team showing out. But it shows the athleticism that those football players have. You have the Texas commit Jelani McDonald that could very well play both football and basketball at the next level. I mean, he is a certified stud. Uh, and then you know Kobe Black, his teammate, the five star. Uh, that's a junior currently, so just a lot of talent there. They are in the area around, uh, and you should expect really big things out of them. But the girls have an interesting matchup coming up tomorrow in Bryan. They kick on Madisonville, but on the mm-hmm. other side of that bracket, they have the opportunity to play their district rival, La Vega, if they get a win against Madisonville. So that should be a really interesting contest. That I don't know what's going to happen, but if they both win on Friday, that would set up a Saturday matchup between La Vega and Connolly, two area teams, for a chance to go to the state tournament. So uh, really just a lot of excitement, I think, around kind of this Waco area uh, and just the teams that surround it. All right, La Vega, Conley, Fairfield, and Aquila come to mind on the girls' side, and we're going to be watching that. What about uh, Saturday? What's Fox 44's plans for Baylor, Texas? Now, I'm going to take off my journalism hat and probably just be in the stands for this one. Uh, I did attend this uh, university, and so occasionally I'll go over there, and I try not to go crazy. I mean, I maintain my journalistic integrity, but um, but I'll just kind of be sitting there. I won't be in my normal media perch. What do you yeah. What do you think What do you think about this one? This is big, and, and in a sense, Baylor becomes Parker the uh, 
the spoiler uh, because it really feels like their chances of winning a regular season conference title are have probably slipped away. Yeah, and, and we talked a little bit about this at the at the Baylor women's basketball game yesterday, but obviously there there has to be a lot to happen for Baylor to snag a share of that conference title. But when you when you think about it and just getting another win against a quality opponent, especially before you head to Kansas City for that Big 12 tournament, that that does wonders for a team's confidence, and, and they're going to need it. I mean, obviously a tough trip to Kansas with two losses, Kansas and Kansas State back-to-back. This team is in need of a bounce back, and I, I think that's what you're going to see against Texas. Obviously that loss in Austin was a close game. Keontae pulled them within, I think, one point in that game but then just couldn't – they couldn't pull it out in the stretch. So if the Bears really want to make a deep run in, in March, I think this is the time that they really got to step up and say, we are that team that can contend with the Texas, the Kansas, the Kansas State, and really just assert their dominance kind of as they have these past two years. All right, Parker, I'm hoping you or Eric make it to uh, Kansas City. I will be there representing ESPN Central Texas. John Morris will be there. So that's a, uh, that's a great thing. I think you would enjoy that. Uh, that's going to be a tremendous tournament, uh, especially if the Bears actually <laughs> hang around. I went yeah. last year, and they checked out quickly versus uh, Oklahoma. That was about the time. I'm trying to think when you got to town, but um, you, I think you were already in town by then. Just so you know, Mizzou at Ole Miss women's basketball tonight. You and Eric uh, might want to put on your Mizzou gear and get to a place and, and watch that one. I, it says it's on ESPN. Maybe that's ESPN+. Plus. I don't know. But, uh, but give that a watch. That's, a, that's at 6 o'clock this evening, the, and Mizzou needs a win there uh, over a pretty good Ole Miss team. Yeah, Robin, Robin Pinchton is a, is a class, class head coach. Uh, nothing but respect for her and, and that program. But, uh, yeah, they definitely need a couple signature wins, and, and that would be, uh, that'd be a nice one to put under the belt. Yeah, I wish the former player Asia Blackwell was uh, was able to uh, help the Bears right now. That would have been a uh, you know a tremendous addition, and obviously that's been a uh, ongoing thing. All right, Parker, it sounds like you're driving. I want you to focus on the road and get those highlights back to wherever you need to, and all the stuff that you need to do, and uh, just put those two field goals they made in the first half. Show both of those, and then you know, you, and I, I would even I I think you should do a stand up for them. Are you just going to send them the highlights, or did you do a nice little stand-up from the uh, from the first half? I think uh, I think I'll just send them the highlights today. If, if they had a, <laughs> if they had more than two field goals, I I might uh, I might think about it. But I know that school now that you say it. I'm sitting. I've heard of that school. Yeah, I had somebody. I think I know somebody that actually transferred to that school. Grace community right out there in the Tyler the greater Tyler area okay Parker good to visit with you and um, we'll see you soon okay all right thanks for having me on Matt you bet Parker Ream uh, joining the Matt Mosley show ESP in Central Texas I like him like his style and uh, got to meet Parker oh, a couple times but uh, it one uh, kind of a mixer with some of the Baylor coaches at one point. I remember running into Parker there. It's also the name of my daughter, so I obviously uh, 
love the name Parker, and uh, he's a good guy. So good to have him on and get his take on a few things. All right, Aaron, um, we we still have some things to get to. Got some more NFL, and there's some stuff I wanted to react to last night's Baylor game. Uh, all of that coming up next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, the losing skid comes to an end. The Baylor women win on the road in Fort Worth over TCU. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Off 2023 with a bang at Alan Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Alan Samuels in Waco. Baylor Bear Basketball, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball snapped out of a four-game losing skid last night in a big way with a 67-57 win over TCU in Fort Worth. It was the 35th consecutive win in the series for the Bears over the Horn Frogs. Baylor had five players in double-figure scoring. After the game, head coach Nikki Collin visiting with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm. Coach, we, we knew coming into TCU that they came off of a win against K-State, against K-State and we knew we were going to get their best shot, which most teams do, they usually get their best shot. But just talk about the importance of us coming in and securing this win heading into Saturday's game. <laughs> I mean, I mean just, I think for morale, you know, I, I thought we got good minutes from Cat, which was good. You know, Jana's been sick. Sarah's been sick. They haven't practiced for two days. Like, we had to survive this game, you know. I just... So everybody knows, you know, Sarah was not in trouble. We, didn't, we just, she hasn't been at practice for two days. And when you put game prep in and, you know, they didn't get here until today, um, you know, that, that was why. And she still had to play, you know, probably more minutes than, than I wanted to have to play her. Uh, you know, and some of that was foul trouble. We could have stayed big if we didn't have foul trouble with Caitlin. Um, and so, you know, I just, I think every win matters in this league. Every win matters for seeding. Every win matters for NCAA tournament implications, everyone matters. Um, you know, we had a great contingent of Baylor people up here and super grateful um, for all of them um, coming out on Wednesday night to, to cheer us on. Like, we felt it, you know. So just really appreciate that. Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin following last night's 67-57 win by the Baylor women at Schollmeyer Arena in Fort Worth. 
Next up, the Baylor women home hosting Texas Tech Saturday at 5 in the Farrell Center. Part of a men's-women's doubleheader on Saturday. The men taking on Texas at 1 p.m. Saturday. A ticket to the men's game gets you a free ticket to the women's game on Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Republic Gun Club is the premier indoor gun range in Central Texas. With 19 lanes up to 100 yards, you to sight in your new deer rifle. We have a huge selection of firearms, firearm accessories, and ammunition. Plus, avoid fire's remorse with our Love Your Gun Guarantee. We also have a full-time gunsmith and skilled trainers. Republic Gun Club can also host your next party or corporate event. Stop by and see why Republic Gun Club is your home in the range. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a public service announcement and a warning to be vigilant. As you know, for over six years, we've been fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas, a noble cause you think everyone would be on board with, right? Wrong. So we will get phone calls with people saying, we don't agree with your cause, and you should take those offensive ads off the air. We have even had negative reviews strictly because we've taken our fight to the airwaves enlisting good citizens like you. It only proves one thing. Communism is alive in America. The battle is real, people, and we need your help. But we're not asking you to do it alone. That's why we've slashed prices on all solid bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to $500 and 20% off. Stay sharp, my friends. Keep Texas free and don't drive a naked truck. Get more details on the Pickup Outfitters website, createacommotion.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women end a four-game losing streak in Fort Worth, beating TCU 67-57. The Bears will host Texas Tech on Saturday. Other games in the Big 12 last night, Oklahoma beat Iowa State 73-68. Kansas State over Kansas 63-45. And Texas Tech beat West Virginia 69-68 in double overtime. Cowboys have added a kicker to their roster, Tristan Vecino, for a second chance with the Cowboys. He was signed as a futures deal in 2020 before being cut in April. Cowboys have named Scott Tolzien as the quarterback coach. Baylor coaches show tonight live from Rudy's at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. NBA is back in action tonight after the All-Star break. Dallas Mavericks will host the San Antonio Spurs. 7.30 tip-off in the AAC. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. And um, this is, uh, is going to be really uh, an interesting uh, evening and weekend as we get into some uh, Baylor topics. I did think it was... Uh, uh, you know, the, the, there was some news out today on Baylor that has a little something to do with Baylor football in that a TCU quarterback um, is reopening his, I don't know if you even call that a true decommitment, but he's going to reopen his recruiting. He's out of West Texas. He has from Midland. In fact, one of my good buddies out there, Michael McWilliams, um, sent me the story today because he knows that that school out there that's uh, out there Midland Legacy. I guess that used to be Midland Lee and Legacy Junior Quarterback Marcus Davila announced uh, on Twitter uh, that he has reopened his recruitment. That was uh, yesterday. Um, he originally committed to TCU on December 22nd, 2022. Now, what's changed, Aaron, is that Garrett Riley, offense coordinator, and uh, uh, and then the special teams coordinator, Mark Tomerdahl, Garrett Riley's no longer there. So these relationships change, and I don't think anybody should hold it against this guy. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, it's interesting because of TCU, but also he holds an offer from Baylor. Baylor... Um, has uh, uh, in in Arizona, Baylor, Boston College, Colorado, Indiana, Kansas, Miami, Mississippi State, North Carolina. So a lot of people, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. This is one of those 2024 quarterbacks. And a guy we've talked to you uh, about before, Hoss Haney out of Alito. They won a state title. Baylor has offered Hoss Haney just within the last couple of weeks. And Hoss Haney also owns an offer from TCU, Oklahoma State. He's committed to Duke. But um, just a little bit of news wanted to I wanted to share with you on that front, on the Baylor recruiting front. I also continue to monitor, Aaron, all our uh, – anything that Brent Yormark is up to because there's just been so much interesting on that front. Uh, Aaron had the story earlier today – about um, um, the the big time running back out of Michigan, Blake Corum, t- 
to miss a spring to rehab his knee, but on track to return at full strength in June is what Coach Harbaugh had to say. Been a lot of interesting, uh, um, you know, college football news. One big story out there on ESPN today, it, it was just kind of a thing, kind of an off-season story, but I thought it was interesting who they chose to focus on. Why Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, Quinn Ewers, and USC all have plenty to prove in 2023. Aaron, why would they choose these three? I mean, USC just had a, a turnaround season and a Heisman winner. Obviously, Jimbo's coming off a bad season. He's brought in a new offensive coordinator. And Quinn Ewers, Aaron, how do we decide the kind of season Quinn Ewers had? Just uneven I mean, they finished eight and five. You'd think they won like eleven games, but by the way, you know, stuff comes out of there. Um, the the question, and this is so interesting: Can Texas A and M contend for a spot in the playoff like it did just a couple of years ago? I find this so interesting that you can miss, like, even going to a bowl game. And this is the greatness, Aaron, of playing in the SEC. And being one of those schools that obviously does great recruiting year in, year out, is those are the kind of questions that are asked on a major, I mean, these are major writers, Chris Lowe at ESPN. I I think it's, uh, and and maybe Texas A&M will bounce back. But, I mean, imagine that. that, And and one of the things Chris Lowe says about, he says, "This, this sort of has a Texas feel to it, as in Texas or Texas A&M. Texas is Steve Sarkeesian certainly has plenty to prove as he enters his third season with a 13 and 12 overall record. But this is Jimbo Fisher's sixth season at A&M and the Aggies coming off a disappointing five and seven record. I think this is one of the most fascinating rosters, Aaron. This is me talking uh, of in college football because they return a lot of really good starters, but they lost a lot of their depth, and they lost almost the entire 2022 recruiting class. And you go, where are some of those guys? Well, SMU has at least one or two of those guys. Um, I I find it interesting that people always think the Ags are going to bounce right back. The Aggies were on the cusp of making the college football playoff in 2020. They need a similar run in 2023 and the heat is going to turn up considerably on Fisher, regardless of how many millions he would be owed if Texas A&M were to fire him. I don't... Now, somebody brings up Ryan Day, and basically what they're talking about is, like, who are some of these big-time coaches that could end up, you know, in the hot seat? Who's got the most pressure on them? I find it also interesting that Adam Rittenberg from ESPN brings up Brent Venables from OU. Um, It said his debut turned disastrous several weeks into the season as Oklahoma lost by 31 to TCU and then 49 to nothing to rival Texas. Aaron, I'm wondering how long will OU folks be like, or are they already kind of grumbling about Venables? I don't think the grumbling has been huge. They finished six and seven, enduring their most losses since 1998, the year before Bob Stoops arrived there. And um, another non-contending team would raise some serious doubts about Venables as a head coach. 
Aaron, sometimes these coordinators don't immediately make it as head coach. Sometimes they never turn it around. Aaron, if, if OU, in, a, in what will be a tough conference, it will be an expanded conference, if they went 6-7 and seven or 7-6 seven and six or whatever again, would Venables get fired? I mean, I, 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 just, I just wonder. I don't think that's a fan base that can take back-to-back like a 6-7 and seven and a 7-6. and six. I think you could argue that they're less willing to do that than the University of Texas. I think with Sarkeesian, whoever, I don't even know for sure if they would fire Sarkeesian next year if they went 500. And it's possible. I think they'll be okay. And, of course, they've got Arch Manning, who's arriving on campus, and he can start getting in there and competing. That'll be fascinating to see how quickly Arch Manning can get into it. Aaron, do you think a f- another 500 season at OU would get Venables fired, or do they have too much invested in him, and would he get one more year? I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I think it would have to be pretty terrible for him to get fired this year. I think it'd have to be worse than 6-7, and seven, although all the Oklahoma fans would be howling pretty loud. All right, one of the other coaches that comes up is the Aaron of Michigan State, uh, uh, Mel Tucker, who, and part of this is because it's not even their fault. It's the schools end up giving them these monstrous contract extensions, and then you, uh, the next year they struggle, they go five and seven, and you're like, wait, what just happened? Why, did, why, why didn't we at least kind of see how this whole thing was going to play out? Aaron, his deal was $95 million contract extension. That's Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Can you imagine you do, you have one nice season. They did win 11 games the previous season, and you just go crazy and go, just give him whatever he wants. Just give him the – and I think coaches, and their, of course their agents are the ones that do this, they have to be careful. They have to be careful. I mean, Dave Aranda did a huge – um, you know, he did a nice big extension. I think the good thing for Dave Aranda is Baylor doesn't put out the numbers. You know, they don't you don't know exactly, you know the length of it. I mean, it's a lengthy deal, but we don't know the exact numbers, and I think sometimes that's good for a coach. Aaron, another name that comes up college football is Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, um, and they're getting ready to go to the Big Ten, and there's some thought that he has a lot to prove. So as far as the teams that have the most approved, A&M keeps coming up, USC, UCLA. I mean, I almost wish Baylor would come up, Aaron, because it would mean the national people have expectations for the Bears. You know, coming off a 12-win season and then obviously having a down six-win year and firing its defensive coordinator. Like, I kind of want Baylor to be mentioned in stuff like this. Now, I find this interesting, and I think our Big 12 fans will find this interesting, too. Even though, this is from Rittenberg, uh, from uh, from ESPN. Even though TCU and Kansas State justifiably met for the Big 12 championship, most coaches in the league pointed to Texas as the league's most talented team. Aaron, is that fair? Is that, do you think that's, do you think that's an accurate, I mean, I, I don't, if if we do think that Texas had the most talent, are we saying that Sarkeesian just did a really poor job and did a worse job than the than Sonny Dykes? And I I don't I think we overinflate that sometimes. 
trying to say. Um, but but Texas now has to bounce back. And let's think about some of the people, Aaron, that they have coming back. Um, Sarkeesian not only has options at quarterback, but wide receiver and tight end. Now listen to this group, Aaron. This is pretty impressive. Xavier Worthy, the big-time wide receiver. Jordan Whittington, big-time wide receiver who once once a point in time, maybe, I, uh, did he commit to Baylor? He was interested in Baylor. He may be the guy that was at, was going to Stanford at one point, ended up at Texas. Then Jatavian Sanders and Isaiah Nair should be back from an ACL injury. And then they bring back pass rusher Baron Sorrell. Aaron, I got to admit, that is impressive. I mean, when you think about what UT brings back and the firepower they have at wide receiver, and then they're bringing in Arch Manning to hope, you know, I, I think he'll challenge yours. I, I got to, I, I mean, I got to look at that and go, man, I, I would pick them. Who's going to be the Big 12 favorite, Aaron? I mean, we don't know for sure. Chandler Morris will probably be the quarterback at TCU. Do you almost have to give it to TCU based on what they did last season? Or do you think because of what we always do, which is go crazy about the University of Texas, that Texas will be favored to win the Big 12 in football? Oh, I have no doubt that Texas will be favored by both the coaches and the media. Well, I don't know. But the media, definitely. Coaches, maybe not, but I think they will be picked to win by both. I mean, they get, even in their bad years, they get picked to finish second, third, or fourth, and they have a lot coming back and a lot of talent coming in. They really are probably pretty easily the most talented team in the in the conference. If you're going by recruiting ratings, that's absolutely the case. Well, and... I mean, one of the questions that's asked in this ESPN thing is which players have the most to prove uh, in the country next year. And and that's an interesting one. And we were just talking about Quinn Ewers and Dave Wilson, who writes for ESPN.com, has been on with us. Um, That's who he brought up. He brought up Quinn Ewers as the player that has the most to prove. Ewers finished last year. Aaron, let's think about that. He was talked about for a possible Heisman contender. He finished 53rd in QBR, threw just 15 touchdown passes, which is tied for 73rd in the country, and sometimes struggled when defenses stacked up on on, uh, on B. John Robinson, like against TCU when he threw for 171 yards and an interception on 39 attempts. Boy, I find that. I find some of these really interesting. Some of the uh, some of the names of the most to uh, prove. Aaron, um, what does the name Joe Milton the Third mean to you? Does that name do anything for you, Joe Milton the Third? This is going to be a huge name in college football next season. Do you know where that name comes from? Sounds familiar, but I don't. He he will be the new uh, Tennessee starting quarterback. Um, And he closed out the season in place of the injured Hinden Hooker, who was up for the Heisman at some points in the season. And we're going to see Milton has enormous expectations. So, man, I I just – I get excited thinking about this. The other day I saw when the Big 12 was going to do its media days and you start thinking about all these players – 
Which one of the other questions they ask on ESPN.com, Aaron, which transfer has the most to prove? Which transfer? And I wanted to see, oh, is Baylor mentioned or anyway? The uh, the the name mentioned at Wake Forest, Sam Hartman went from an under recruited quarterback just outside Charlotte, North Carolina, to the ACC record holder. Aaron, where did Hartman end up? I'm trying to think on oh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Now Hartman takes one last shot at college football on one of college football's biggest stages as he transfers to Notre Dame. That is an enormous story to see what a great quarterback at Wake Forest. I hate that he left Wake Forest. I hate when a player is that beloved, is that great at a school, and he goes, I think I'll go play my final year at Notre Dame. I mean, I you can kind of see it and kind of go, well, maybe he can help his draft. But, Aaron, you can get drafted – early in the NFL draft from anywhere. I mean, what, what, why did these guys from North Dakota State get, you know, keep getting drafted? Now, they may stop at some point because some of them you know, haven't been able to play. But I do find that uh, the other one, Aaron, that's uh, interesting is um, Devin Leary. Talking about ACC signal callers. Um, and it said it, it talked about he, I guess the NC State quarterback. Uh, oh, this is okay. At, at Kentucky, he'll replace this great Will Levis, who is uh, Levis, who's going to be a big time NFL quarterback. Uh, I, and by the way, Aaron, that's another. This Will Levis, he's the next NFL quarterback that we're going to debate like crazy, like where he should go in the draft. He's got like some things about him that are just like off the charts. Uh, yet some of his numbers and the way he finished his career did not really jump off the charts. All right, there's some other stuff that uh, that got my attention, and we'll uh, we'll come we'll continue to come back to that. Um, by the way, Texas A&M cornerback Tony Grimes, uh, his name comes up after three years at North Carolina. He's going to be a huge impact player at Texas A&M. Okay, some good college football talk there. Um, it is time for the dismount. We have to say good night. We'll do it next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Do you know that during this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care to help local patients in need. Donate blood, save lives. Visit carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers. Only see dealer for details. Richard Carr's lot is loaded with new GMC Sierra trucks, and they have got to go. A hardcore work truck with a luxury interior. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road. Right now, step up to a premium-grade Sierra SLT crew cab and save thousands. Or get 2.9% financing with no payments for 90 days on most Sierra 1500s in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home your GMC Sierra from Richard Carr today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry-Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weins with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women end a four-game losing streak in Fort Worth, beating TCU 67-57. The Bears will host Texas Tech on Saturday. Other games in the Big 12 last night, Oklahoma beat Iowa State 73-68. Kansas State over Kansas 63-45. And Texas Tech beat West Virginia 69-68 in double overtime. Cowboys have added a kicker to their roster, Tristan Vecino, for a second chance with the Cowboys. He was signed as a futures deal in 2020 before being cut in April. Cowboys have named Scott Tolzien as the quarterback coach. Baylor coaches show tonight live from Rudy's at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. NBA is back in action tonight after the All-Star break. Dallas Mavericks will host the San Antonio Spurs. 7.30 tip-off in the AAC. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Dismount. We got to say goodnight to you. Aaron, I just was uh, checking out the last, you know, last minute news items and that thing. And there was a big headline on ESPN.com about why the Dallas Mavericks could win the 2023 NBA championship. I know people kind of talked about that. I thought it was more just talk. I mean, I again, I don't know if Kyrie and Luca, it's going to be some kind of great shakes as much as people are thinking. But, man, I just thought that was interesting that that continues to be a big deal. That is uh, tonight. I think you heard Ward say it. That game, uh, uh, they are – San Antonio is in town. And, of course, that means Sohan – Jeremy Sohan, the Baylor star, returning to us. And that's always a lot of fun. Um, There was some NFL news today that was kind of interesting. All-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner uh, and the Rams are parting ways. Uh, Rams approximately uh, $13.7 million over the salary cap heading toward the new league year. 
Um, and so, yeah, Rams mutually agreed to part ways Thursday, sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. So he's aging a little bit, but still considered a great, great player at age 32. And um, he'd signed a five-year, $50 million deal um, in 2022. So, oh, my, how things can change. All right, everybody, have a great evening. And we have Baylor baseball tomorrow, so we'll see you Monday at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 basketball in today's Modern Media Big 12.